Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. This is Joe Welke. On a Wednesday morning, Bob is down to state FFA convention in Madison, so you get me today. I was lucky enough to head on down there yesterday, and the members are just so inspiring and gets you so excited about being in agriculture and the projects that these students do and display is just something else. And I really enjoyed hearing my niece, Courtney Zimmerman. She did the keynote address for the opening session. And she did a lot of talking about not putting yourself in a box, being willing to go outside your comfort zone and take on some new challenges. And hey, I'm kind of living that right now. Because here we are on Wax 104.5, and we're about five minutes before 5 o'clock. And the weather out there, it was kind of warm in my house. I suffer a little bit with no air conditioning. I think that's something I'm going to be investing in very shortly. I, But I did took, I took a nap last night. That's what I'm going to call it. I'm going to take another nap today after we get off the air here because... Yesterday turned into kind of a long day going all the way down to Madison and coming back. Those proficiency award winners that earned their gold rating is something to really be proud of. And there were so many of them from the wax area that it's just so cool to see all those members displaying their projects down there. It in and all those gold or blue and gold jackets. And just the whole aura is just such a inspiration to me. Every time I go down there, I went down there with my when my kids were in FFA to earn their proficiencies and their state degrees. And one of I had mm, my one son was in the band when he was all the way through high school. So it's just so inspiring to see all the ambition that these guys have and all the things that they do. But let's get back on track. We've got a lot of chores to do today, a lot of information to hand out to you. Our weather today is 74 out there. When I came in, it was raining, but I stepped out the door just a little bit ago, and there was a little break in the rain and clouds, and our high is going to hold pretty steady at 74 tonight. Oh, and make sure let's keep our eye on the sky this afternoon, our weather it's a chance of weather issues out there, weather warnings. So, you know, take care and pay attention for this afternoon. We'll hear more about that from Mike Dandria tonight. Our temp is supposed to slip down to 56. Tomorrow, our high is 82 and sunny with the wind picking up. Friday looks like a perfect summer day at 82 and sunny with Saturday rolling into partly sunny and it doesn't look like rain for all those dairy breakfasts we have in the area. 
Sunday, we're going to turn on a little bit of the sweltering heat again and hit 90 for our Father's Day. And Monday, the best description I can have is 95 and hot. And hot in capital letters. And our Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Markwart Motors. Markwart Motors would like to thank their valued and loyal customers and their hardworking employees and the surrounding community for making Markwart Motors the largest General Motors dealership in the state of Wisconsin. Well, let's get rolling on some more chores and we'll see what happened in the area. Our temperatures around the area are Eau Claire is at 74, Medford's at 72, Rice Lake is also 72, Wausau is 71 in rain, Green Bay is sitting at 80 and clear, with Marshfield at 74 in rain, and La Crosse is at 75, with Madison at 79, and Milwaukee at 80 and clear. Pretty balmy for morning weather, and make sure that you keep an eye on the sky for this afternoon and this morning. It's important to pay attention and keep everybody safe. We're going to roll on over some national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. Results are coming in after four states held primary elections Tuesday. In South Carolina, Republican Congressman Tom Rice, who voted to impeach Trump over the January 6th Capitol riot, lost to State Representative Russell Fry, who had the former president's backing. Steve Kornacki calls the race unique. This was the first time, in fact, during this lengthy primary season that we've seen a Republican come before Republican primary voters after voting to impeach Trump and face a Trump-backed challenger. A House committee is postponing today's hearing on the Capitol riot. New Yorkers are locked in as the nine-member panel blames former President Trump for the attack on January 6th, 2021. Regardless of who you like in politics, what happened that day was a disgrace to our democracy. When you're trying to find the truth, it's never a waste of time. Watching that happen in our country, I, I can't believe it did. Trump's daughter Ivanka, son-in-law Jared Kushner, and former Attorney General Bill Barr have so far testified that the election was not rigged. A bill extending police protection to Supreme Court justices' families is headed to President Biden's desk after easy passage by the House. The Senate passed the bill unanimously last month. It was prompted by protest outside the homes of some justices. That followed the leak of a draft Supreme Court opinion suggesting an end to the abortion decision, Roe v. Wade. Russia is telling Ukrainian troops defending a key eastern city to lay down their arms. Wednesday's demand reflects Russian forces' advantages in the battle for control of eastern Ukraine. Ukrainian fighters are holed up in a chemical plant in the city of Severodonetsk. You're listening to NBC News Radio. And that's a little summary of our national news. We're going to, we've got a lot of chores here to do on Wax 104.5. It is 5.04. It's time for our ProVision Partners update. I have Brad Matson, lead agronomist for ProVision Partners. So we were just talking a little off air on the coolness of the evenings. How does that affect our chemical work? Well, it's affecting a lot of things, Jill. Uh, uh, you know, we've been kind of abnormally we started out very warm things got off to a good start then we've been moderating in the 60s and barely hitting the 70s uh back and forth during daytime and a lot of nighttime temperatures in the mid to lower 40s and uh plants don't like that so well and uh so especially the soybeans they they, they're a heat loving plant and uh they've been growing really really slow corn has been growing a little faster than the beans have but again extremely slow one of the problems we've been seeing out walking the fields is uh herbicides injuries because of these cool temperatures the plants aren't able to metabolize the the herbicides the plants aren't resistant to the herbicides they have to take them up break them down into materials that are not harmful to them and when the plant is at these temperatures it's not functioning well so we've been seeing some nicking and dinging up from herbicides out there in various spots with various different herbicides and um with the heat that's coming in to the forecast now for the next couple of weeks, we'll go through that. Um, the plants will grow out of that 
pretty rapidly, and uh, we shouldn't see any problem from them. And when you go out walking in the fields, you're also checking your chemical injury and you're checking growth. But you have something that you call tissue testing? Tell me about that. Yeah, we do a lot of tissue testing. It's a, it's a great way to start to figure out where you're at on your program. So we like to do a tissue sample early in this uh, on corn in this V3 to V5 stage before we get into the rapid uptake of the nutrients. That allows us to see what's in that plant. Um, if there's something that we're short on that we can add in to with our side dress program that a lot of our customers are using, also lets us know how our plan is that we worked on all winter is actually working and are we meeting the needs of the plant or, or are we getting too much stuff in or not enough uh, different types of uh, nutrients into that plant. So it allows us to really see, uh, it's our first report card, if you will, on how well our, our farm plan is working um, that we put together for this grower. This also allows us to, uh, if we're seeing some differences of, of nutrients from where they're at, allows us to uh, tweak our program for next year. So if we're short on zinc, we can easily add that to the starter. If we're short on sulfur or, or NP or K, those types of products, it allows us to uh, see what's going on. It also helps us diagnose um, problem fields. So, you know, sometimes you'll get a tissue test that are low in a couple nutrients, and it makes no sense because we have it. The soil test is telling us we have those nutrients available. We've managed it. So now we have to get into a little diagnostic work and try to figure out what's causing the plant not to be able to uptake those nutrients and utilize them in, in the growth process. So really the tissue testing can have immediate benefits along with benefits in the future. Well, absolutely, Joe, right, especially if you're doing an early one in that, like I say, in that B3, B4 stage we actually have a chance to uh, affect, have an effect on yield because we're still early enough before we're setting maximum yield and we're getting in that rapid growth stage. We can add those products, still get them into the plant and not have a yield drag. You know, you're not going to increase yield. Our crops are kind of funny, finical things. They only have a subtract button on them. So when you open that bag, that's your maximum yield. Everything else is just hit the minus button. And what we're trying to do is stop hitting the minus button uh, as much as possible so we can capture as much of that uh, yield potential of those genetics have. And tissue testing is a great way to do that and to see what's going on. And, and uh, instead of uh, hoping or guessing, knowing what's going on in that plant so you can make appropriate changes. And that was Brad Matson, our ProVision Partners update. We've got a lot more chores to do, so we're going to keep moving on. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Northern Wisconsin State Fair in Chippewa Falls. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com slash win and enter to win tickets to the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Keep it at Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to run on over to our market. Sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance here on Wax 104.5. Live cattle markets. Choice fed beef steers are 137 to 146 with mixed at $1 to 136. Choice fed beef heifers are one thirty five to one forty seven with mixed at a dollar to a dollar thirty four. Choice fed Holstein steers are a dollar twenty two to a dollar twenty three. Cows are sixty seven to ninety and a half with bulls at sixty seven to one fourteen. Butcher hogs are sixty five to ninety five with sows at forty six and a half to fifty three. Boars are coming in at fifteen to twenty five with new crop market lambs at. 180 to 205, old crop market lambs, 165 and down, and feeder lambs are 145 to 227 and a half. And we'll swing on over and look at our futures markets. Live cattle for June is 135.20, up $1.20. August, 134.07, up 20 cents. October is 145. 15 up 22 and a half cents and that market is trending upward our feeder cattle futures are trending downward 
August is 171.30, down two and a half cents. September's 173.35, down 25 cents. October's 175, 27 and a half, down five cents. With November at 176, 97 and a half, down two and a half cents. And our lean hog carcasses for June are sitting at 108. 45 up 45 cents. July is trending downward at 106, 62 and a half, down 5 cents. August, 103.55, down 85 cents. And October, slipping down below the dollar market, landing at 91.50, down $1.17 and a half cents. And our Chicago Board of Trade, our July corn is at 7.65 down two cents, with oats at 6.59 down seven cents. Soybeans are at 16.97 down a penny, and soybean meal is 413 dollars a ton, down two dollars a ton, and wheat is at 11.30 down 12 cents for July. In the cheese markets, barrels are at two seventeen and a half, down four and a half. Forty pound blocks are two eighteen and a half, down or up three and a quarter. Grade double A butters at two ninety eight, up five cents. With class three futures, June twenty four dollars thirty one cents, up a penny. With July twenty four dollars and twenty five cents down eighteen cents, August is down twelve cents to twenty four thirty nine. September is twenty four thirty two down eight cents, and October is down eleven cents to twenty four oh eight. And there are, is no twenty five dollar milk on the board anymore for the rest of the year, and that market is trending downward. We're gonna get through some more chores, look at some uh, farm news. And our interview today comes from Stephanie, and she's going to talk about taking care of ourselves with the, against the sun. You know, and yesterday, I think you could have just melted out there. I was a little melty. If I could just melt in the right places. What better way to celebrate all things agricultural than with a good old country music concert? Farm Tech Fest, Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Featuring Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and Joe Nichols. On-site camping available. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. That's farmtechfest.com. A huge thank you to some of the great sponsors. Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, and many more. Brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile. Weak machines make strong headaches. The solution, the Vermeer 605N Baylor. This Baylor is big on durability and toughness with heavy-duty components, plus smart features like the available automatic pickup clutch and auto-loop greasing system helping extend the life of the machine. For toughness, meeting performance, you want the Vermeer 605N Baylor for tighter, denser, more uniform bales from start to finish. See the Vermeer 605N Baylor at Chili Implement in Chile, just west of Marshfield on 8th, then south on Y. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to take a quick look at our farm news. Brought to us by Chili Implement. From the Wisconsin State FFA Convention, many of the gold-rate proficiency winners are from our area. Congratulations to all of you. Reaching that level is a great achievement. But grabbing that top gold for the, in their proficiency area from our area include Faith Benning from Marshfield FFA in poultry production, Carter Grove also from Marshfield FFA in outdoor recreation, Austin Fahey from the Edgar FFA in Organic Agriculture. Carter Domine from Cochrane Fountain City FFA in Forest Management. Cody Hall from Toma FFA in Fortage Production. Emily Sterninski from the Marshfield FFA in Equine Science Entrepreneurship. Megan Walter from the Granton FFA in Diversified Livestock Production. Brandon Jacoby from the Loyal FFA in Diversified Agricultural Production. Rihanna Simone from the Marshfield FFA in Dairy Production Entrepreneurship. Adam Z from the, also from the Marshfield FFA in Beef Production Entrepreneurship. And Ethan Messner, Marshfield FFA from in, in Agricultural Processing. Man, that Marshfield FFA really took home a lot of those top golds. Menominee FFA also took home the top award in Parliamentary Procedure 
contest that was at state convention convention yesterday and that is something to be proud of just to make it down to state and be in those convention in those contests is something else hopefully a little bit later today we'll be able to get to bob talking to ben steyer about some policies in the ffa but first we're going to do a few more chores and then we're going to oh maybe we're going to head right over to our uh the interview that Stephanie did and talking about sun protection, I think we'll roll on over and do that first. The summer is upon us, and it's warming up out there, and we need to protect ourselves from the sun. I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire, and Stephanie had the opportunity to talk to somebody that's a professional in sun protection. That's right. I did, Jill. And you're right. Summer means Wisconsinites are getting outdoors. We're taking advantage of that sunshine. It also means farmers are working long hours in that hot sun. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. But when you're out there, you've got to think about sun protection. Melissa Pluckelman joins us from the National Farm Medicine Center, where she serves as an outreach specialist. And she tells us why protecting yourself from both UV rays and the summer heat are habits you need to make a part of your day. In general, one in five Americans will develop skin cancer in their lifetime. But when we talk about farmers, it's so much more important that they think about sun safety. Like you just said, farmers spend many hours in the midday sun, which is a major risk factor for all skin cancers, including the most serious, melanoma. Melissa, is this an issue that pops up in your line of work? Yes, at the National Farm Medicine Center, we have actually held skin cancer screenings where we will go to an event where farmers are already going to be at, such as Farm Technology Days, and farmers can actually get themselves checked. So they can go in, it's a free check, there's a dermatologist, they check them over, they look at any spots that the farmer might be concerned about, and then they can tell them yes or no, like this is a spot that you need to be concerned about, or this is a spot that's not so serious or is not cancer. And then they know if they need to set up an appointment with a dermatologist. What we do see is that farmers, you know, it's kind of the culture of farming. Farmers don't like to go to the doctor. Not only do they not like it, but they just don't have the time. So they just don't go. And that's why we try to meet farmers where they're at. But also, like, we always talk to them about prevention first. So really fun. We tell farmers, slip, flop, flap, seek, and slide. Slip on a shirt. You know, I know a lot of farmers take their shirts off because it's hot out, but really a long sleeve shirt in the hottest part of the day when the sun rays are at their worst is so important. Slop on the sunscreen. I know not everyone likes it. It's greasy. You know, you feel all gross when you first put it on, but the truth is that can prevent skin cancer in the future. And when you have to go in and get skin cancer removed, it takes time away from the farm. So slap on that sunscreen. Remember to use one tablespoon of sunscreen per large body part. Slap on a hat. A lot of farmers already wear baseball caps. But the truth is, a sun-safe hat is more important. A sun-safe hat is a hat that has a brim of four inches all the way around their head. Seek shade. If farmers are in the sun for a really long time, especially from that noon to 4 o'clock time period during the day, it's important that they take a break and seek shade. And finally, slide on those sunglasses. It sounds crazy, but you can actually also sunburn your eyes. And so having those sunglasses on is very important. So always remember, slip, slop, slap, seek, and slide. Slip on a shirt, slap on that sunscreen, slap on a hat, seek shade, and slide on sunglasses. And make that easy prevention a habit because the consequences of some damage are so much worse. And Melissa, it's not just skin cancer that poses an issue in the hot sun. Great point. We know that with sun comes heat, right? And we talk a lot about heat stress, heat illness. And so it's very important that farmers are constantly drinking water. We see a lot of farmers go out, they take a couple cans of soda with them, they take a big jug of coffee. The truth is that they need to make sure that they're replenishing their bodies with water in order to keep themselves hydrated 
and prevent that skin or that heat illness or heat stroke. It's crazy, but a farmer should actually drink eight ounces of water. I'm sorry, eight eight ounce cups of water every hour. Now, a lot of farmers will say, if I drink that much water, I would have to go to the bathroom all day long. I wouldn't get anything done. The truth is, if you just continuously take small drinks of water throughout the day, then that will actually keep you more hydrated than drinking a whole bunch at the beginning of the hour and then having to go to the bathroom the whole time and then drinking a whole bunch again. Continuously drink small amounts throughout the day to keep your body at peak efficiency. Not only is it going to make you feel better and it's going to prevent you from getting heat stroke, but also your mind, actually you get a brain fog when you start to get dehydrated. So make sure that, you know, to keep your mind at peak efficiency as well, as you're trying to get your chores done, you're trying to get the farming done, um, just make sure that you drink enough water. And again, remember, if it's hot out and you're starting to feel kind of off, seek shade, find some place that you can take a break, take a breather, get some shade, cool yourself down. Again, you know, farmers push it all the time. We know that they do. It's their culture, and we appreciate that from them because, again, it gives us our food, fiber, and fuel. But when they push it too hard, sometimes they have to take time off of the job because of things like heat illness and heat stroke. So by just kind of protecting themselves from those things, they can continue working and not lose time on the farm. And be aware, too, you don't just have to worry about the sun's potential damage to your skin when there's no clouds in the sky. Yep, great point. Even when it's cloudy out, you should continue using your sunscreen. Yeah, a lot of people are like, well, it's cloudy today, I don't need sunscreen. And that's when the sun really hits them because those UV rays are still out there. And we know that it's important to reapply our sunscreen every two hours and even more frequently if we're sweating a lot or if we go swimming. Yeah, and (laughs) I don't know how many farmers are worried about the beauty aspect, too, but wrinkle prevention (laughs) is the reason I like to put sunscreen on. You know, that's a great point. And you say that, and we laugh a little bit, but, you know, there are a lot of women farmers out there now. And, yeah, it's very true. If you want to prevent some of those wrinkles, sunscreen can do that for you. You know, the other thing that I would mention is it's really important to watch your skin for changes. So kind of if you have any spots on your body, if you have any moles or brown spots that you're worried about, you know, sometimes we talk about the ABCs of melanoma or the ABCs of skin cancer. Asymmetry. If one half of that mole is different than the other half, you're going to want to get that checked out or that brown spot. The border. If the border of a mole or a brown spot changes and starts to look irregular or scalloped, then definitely go in and get that checked out. The color of that brown or black spot, you know, it can sometimes change. It may be shades of tan and brown, or sometimes it might even change to like a white, red, or a deep blue color. If that starts changing colors, definitely go in and get that changed. So we have A, asymmetry, B, border, C, color, D, diameter. When melanomas or those moles or skin cancers are greater than 6 millimeters, that's about the size of a pencil eraser, then they can start to be diagnosed. And it's important to catch melanoma early because melanoma can actually, while it's a skin cancer, it's actually deadly. And finally, E, evolving. Again, if you have a molar or brown spot that starts to change in size, shape, or color, go in and get that checked out because the sooner you get that diagnosed and the sooner you get it taken care of, the healthier you'll be. Yeah, and to wrap things up here, Melissa, you mentioned just now watching your body, taking note of any changes on, on spots on your skin especially. But what are some other things you should be aware of that are a sign that maybe you should seek medical attention while you're out in the summer heat and summer sun? Yes, if you're outside or if you're working with someone and they start to feel dizzy, they start to feel maybe a little bit faint, They start acting a little different. The brain isn't really, you know, they're not talking like they normally do. And if you have noticed that their urine output is very dark or maybe that they have stopped sweating, all of those things are signs of heat stroke. Some great advice to pay attention to the people around us and help take care of things and take care of ourselves when we're out in the sun. 
We're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to be hearing from Rocky from Premier Livestock. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930. Or visit them at cvbean.com. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And as promised, I have Rocky from Premier Livestock on the line. Hey, Rock, you said it worked pretty good. It was pretty good yesterday, even with all the heat, with all the cattle. Yeah. No, the uh, the good uh, good facilities and good fans and, yeah, good help, uh, it, it went all right yesterday, that's for sure. But I bet you today is going to be a little bit of relief anyway with the weather. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully uh, don't get too much severe weather, that's, that's for sure. Well, well, how did the markets go yesterday? Uh, thank you, Jill. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how the week is shaping up so far here at Premier Livestock. Fed cattle traded steady to strong. Uh, choice Holstein steers on prime, uh, 126 to 138. Uh, choice beef steers and efforts, 130 to 142. Uh, market cows definitely stronger yesterday. Higher yielding cows from 81 all the way up to $1.05. Most cows from 68 to 81. Market bulls high yielding. We sold from $1 to $1.23. Organic market cows sold every Monday, 91 to 114 on the high yielding, lower yielding, 90 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves continue in good demand. Uh, just keep them in. Market in the bull calves, definitely stronger markets on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, Monday's top bull calves bring 130 all the way up to 310. Uh, beef calves, 150 to 365. Today, uh, just an auction reminder, no hay auction today. No hay auction uh, due to the machinery auction this Friday. Uh, we do have a big dairy cattle auction. That's going to get underway at 11 o'clock a.m. We do have three complete dairy herd dispersals. Herd number one, we have 65 Holstein and red Holstein dairy cows, all them cows being red factored. Uh, going to be a 65-pound average. Cows are outside every day. They're bred to a really nice uh, registered red Holstein bull that's also going to be selling. Uh, they're coming from Tim Bublitz out of Owen, Wisconsin. Herd number two, we got 20 Holstein tie stall cows, very nice cows, 85-pound uh, average, uh, lots of cows milking 120, 100 125 pounds, and they're going to have a 100 cell count. Uh, all AI bred Angus from Joe Schrock out of Cornell, Wisconsin. Herd number three, we got 65 Holstein dairy cows and heifers. Uh, cows are going to be tie stall cows, 65 pound average, 160 on the cell count, plus 30 heifers uh, selling off that herd from started calves through Springers, and uh, they're selling due to unfortunate events uh, from a farming accident from the Thomas Crenn family out of Nielsville, Wisconsin. Featured consignment, uh, 20 fancy fresh Jersey Cross Parlor Freestall cows. They're averaging 90 pounds. Very high component cows coming out of a spectacular herd of cows, uh, Jersey Cross cows with a 26,000 pound herd average. Uh, they're coming from Schulze Family Dairy out of Humberg, Wisconsin. Here's 12 fancy certified organic certified grass-fed crossbred spring and heifers. Uh, they'll be coming out of Iowa. We sold their herd of cows, nice herd of cows, now selling all their heifers as they sprang up. For auction reminder, this Friday big machinery auction. We're going to be selling in three rings all day. We start at 9 o'clock a.m. Uh, we start right on the big machinery at 9.30 in the morning. Online bidding will be provided through Equipment Facts. Uh, if you guys are coming to the facility, certainly want to come early to get a parking spot, get your bidder's numbers. Uh, if you're coming to look at equipment this week, you can get your bidder's numbers early. If you do want to do that, save waiting in line. Um, like I said, really looking forward to the sale. We've got lots of wonderful equipment for that sale. Uh, full listing of equipment at premierlivestockandauctions.com. If you do go to equipmentfacts.com, that is the sale order of the sale. That will be the order that things will be sold in. Uh, so note that. Any questions, as always, give us a call at 715-229-2500. And, Jill, that's how it's shaped up. Man, you still, Man, have, you a still busy have a busy weekend. Yep, yep, we do. So. Well, take care. Have a good day. Bye. And that was Rocky from Premier Livestock. We're going to see if Mike is ready for us over in the weather room. Hey, Jill. How we doing? I'm, I'm a little cooler today. I'm kind of liking it. 
Yeah, well, believe it or not, we're actually a little bit warmer than uh, yesterday to start off. But, of course, we're not going to warm up really much past where we're at uh, right now, which in that case, temperature-wise, will be relatively comfortable. But uh, in other cases, I mean, we're looking at a severe threat later on uh, today. We have chances for showers and storms, again, uh, some of which can be severe. Holding on to uh, the mid- low to mid-70s for our daytime highs today. Now, we do have all severe threats possible, so we may have some hail, some uh, damaging winds, and also a possibility of a tornado. So that is something that you're going to want to stay weather aware of uh, going into this afternoon. But then we'll start to clear out later on tonight, and uh, lows dipping to about the mid to upper 50s. This sets up a dry pattern really over the next few days, mostly sunny conditions and low 80s really heading into the weekend. And then for Father's Day, this is where things start to heat up again. Mostly sunny, low 90s for our highs, and uh, Sunday night mainly clear. Mid-70s for our lows, meaning that we'll have a good bit of humidity to go along with this heat as well. And uh, Monday likely back into the mid-90s for our highs once again. And it can be breezy, uh, yet again with winds gusting upwards of 25 miles per hour. But right now... Well, we are looking at some showers out there and a temperature of 72 degrees in Eau Claire at the moment. So, uh, again, want to stay weather aware going into this afternoon, Jill. Good advice. Thank and you very know, much. And, you know, sometimes when it gets after it rains and then you get that heat, I swear you can hear that corn grow. <laughs> well, knee high by the 4th of July, right? Yeah. It's We're got, getting there. It's got some work to do. That is true. All right, thank you. And that was Mike Dandria from TV13. We're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to hear from Morgan. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to hear some local news from Morgan. Good morning. Good morning. Well, here's what we're looking at today. It has dried up. There won't be a new bottled water plant in Eau Claire. The company looking to build the new Niagara water plant on the city's northwest side pulled the proposal last night. Now, the city council was set to vote on the idea. We had talked about that yesterday. It doesn't look like they had enough votes, but city council member Andrew Worthman says he didn't hear enough support for the plant, but people who are concerned about the water supply were more vocal. The plant would have been worth $100 million. That discussion now off the table. In other headlines in our area, the grandmother of the teenager accused of killing Lily Peters is asking the judge for leniency. The boy's grandmother wrote a letter to the judge in the case this week as she wants Chippewa County to try the teenager as a juvenile as he's 14 years old, only identified in court documents as CBP, but has been identified in other reports as Peters' cousin. Police say he beat, strangled, and sexually assaulted Peters after she left her aunt's house in April and she was just 10 years old. We looked at other headlines across the state and that includes a punch at the pump. You've probably been feeling that, but what does it mean on a where is it coming from level? Well, there's a political connection and a familiar name to our area that chimes in on that. Right now, the cheapest gas you'll find uh, around our area is sitting at about 4.79. National average crosses five dollars, and Wisconsin Congressman Ron Kine says a number of factors are driving that up. Big oil company profits are part of it. There's a lot of profit taking on the backs of American consumers right now. Clearly, that's happening. The Little Cross Democrats says producers failed to invest in new refining capacity when prices were low due to a desire to dominate the market in that, along with the impact of the war in Ukraine on global energy markets, are contributing to those high prices that we're seeing at the pump. And when it comes to Mother Nature, there's a one-two punch with some storms on the horizon, but western Wisconsin could also see some more alerts about power generation. MISO, that's the Mid-Continent Independent Systems Operators, issued an alert yesterday ahead of some high temperatures and predicted storms, saying that forced generation outages along with high temps and congestion on the grid could all cause problems. Now, MISO covers parts or all of 15 states, and that includes here in Wisconsin and in Minnesota, nearby in Illinois, Iowa, and Michigan as well. And if we leave the Midwest, we can go to the mouse. Disney now offers a once-in-a-lifetime trip to all 12 of their parks. If you, well, let's just say, have some fantasy money to play with. For $110,000, guests can go on what Disney calls a bucket list adventure. It's a 24-day tour that stops at all 12 Disney theme parks around the world, as well as man-made wonders like the Pyramids of Giza and the Eiffel Tower. Travelers will take a private jet and get the ultimate VIP experience at each park, staying at Disney accommodations on site. There are 75 spots available. 
I'm Brian Shook. And for some of us, the barn is the happiest place on earth, right? And it's where we'd rather be. And we'll send you right back to it with Joe Welke in the Midwest Farm Show. And then just after six, Alex Edwards juggles the plates. And we get going with the Wax Morning Show as well. We're live, local, and right along with you on Wax 104.5. Thanks, Morgan. Boy, that'd be quite a trip to take. I think I'd need more time than just 20, 24 days to visit all 12 of those Disney parks. Well, it is about 18 minutes before 6 o'clock. We have a few more chores to do, and then we're going to be starting with our markets. Brought to you by Christensen Sales. Auction schedules online at ChristensenSales.com. Christensen Sales of Abbotsford will be having an on-site real estate and personal property auction Thursday, June 30th in the Stetsonville area. It's the Bryce Hinkey Estate, and it's on Castle Drive northwest of Stetsonville, featuring a five-bedroom, three-bath house on 49 acres of land, a 36-by-64-foot storage building, and a 24-by-32-foot insulated shop. There will be an open house on June 11th from 1030 until noon, but the sale will be Thursday, June 30th. The Bryce Hinkey Estate sale from Christensen Sales. Of Abbotsford. And it, our markets are brought to us by Christensen Sales. And we're going to head on over to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona. Choice beef steers and heifers dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty nine. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers a dollar ten to a dollar thirty seven. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers a dollar twenty five to a dollar thirty six. We had a t- an extreme top of a dollar forty two and a half. Choice Holstein steers a dollar fifteen to a dollar twenty four. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar fourteen and down. Top twenty percent of the cull cows sold from eighty three to ninety seven. We had a top of a dollar one. 60% of the cows sold from 66 to 82. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 65 and down. Organic market here on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 90 to $1.12. We had a top of $1.13 and a half. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 89 and down. Cow bulls here sold from 75 to $1.05. We had a top of $1.12 and a half. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 70 to $200. Bread, light, and poor quality calves sold from $30 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $310 per head. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on June 3rd. 3 to 600 pound beef steers, $1.20 to $1.77. 6 to 900 pound beef steers, $1.15 to $1.69. 3 to 600 pound beef heifers, $1.15 to $1.50. 6 to 900 pound beef heifers, $1.10 to $1.37. 3 to 600 pound Holstein steers, $90 to $1.45. 6 to 900 pound Holstein steers, $80 to $1.31. We are selling organic cattle here at El- at the Altoona Market on Tuesdays. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, June 17th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And I have Jerry Fitzgerald on the line from Stratford. What was happening up there in Stratford, Jerry? Jill, and a good morning to you. Uh, well, Mother Nature put on a pretty good show here about, oh, I don't know, 2.33 it started, and everything is pretty much gone through now. But nice little rain. We got about four tenths uh, just this morning, so that's welcome. And it's a, a warm, muggy morning, so... But anyway, we will uh, uh, recap what's happened so far this week here at Equity Stratford. Uh, and again, good morning to uh, everyone. Good morning again, Jill. And uh, like I said, just a recap of the first couple of days here at Equity Stratford this week. We'll start out with the uh, uh, conventional cow market, a pretty uh, strong market this week. Uh, high-yielding cows on yesterday's auction were selling from 75 to 92. So far this week, we've topped at 97 on the cow market. Most of the cows are selling between 60 and 74. Uh, thinner cows like carcass cows below 60. Organic market cows sold yesterday, and we do sell organic market cows every Tuesday, and also organic bulls, fat cattle, whatever organics you want to be uh, selling. Anyway, on the organic cows yesterday, very very strong market, high-yielding organic yesterday from 115 to 123. Uh, Low-yielding organic cows 105 and below. Organic market bulls are selling from $1.20 to $1.28. On the uh, conventional type bulls, those are mostly from 95 to $1.10. And uh, lighter weight bulls 90 and below. 
Half market this week so far, good quality Holstein bull calves selling on a strong trend from 100 to 240, up to 255 on Monday sale. Heifer calves this week, mostly from 40 to 120, topping at 135. And beef calves, good demand also, 175 up to 355. And uh, we are on Wednesday already, uh, full marketing day here at Equity Stratford on Wednesday. We start at 10 o'clock this morning. Like I said, we uh, sell market cows this morning, fed cattle, um, sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves. Uh, feeder cattle sale today is at a, n- a noontime start. Got a nice run of feeder cattle. Also, as uh, part of that feeder sale, we do have brief breeding bulls today. We've got quite a few of those on the consignment list. And also, if you're looking to buy or sell, we'll have beef breeding bowls for available. That'll be part of the feeder sale. Probably getting started around 12, 12, 15. Also, if you folks are uh, looking for some hogs to butcher, we do have a consignment of butcher hogs available today also as part of the auction. So, again, that's how things are looking here uh, this morning here. Uh, again, it's uh, warm and muggy, so folks, uh, get the cattle on the road early so we can get them processed. I don't think it's going to get real warm today. Is it? I mean, like 90, what, we had 95 yesterday. What you guys have? I, the thermometer down coming up back from Madison said 94. Oh. Later so what look- I didn't really spend a lot of time outside. It's really air-conditioned where the convention is. Yep, okay. What, um, what are we looking for for a high today? It's still going to be muggy, though. Uh, 74. Chance of storms this afternoon, so we need to keep our eye on the sky. Yep, well, yeah, if you're driving, keep your eye on the road, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully you can do both, right? Yep, all right, Jill, I know you're busy, so we'll let you go, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning, and you have a good day. You also. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. We're going to run right over to some markets and see if we can't sneak in this Ben Steyer interview that Bob did yesterday. So, from a Chicago Chicago Board of Trade for July, our corn is sitting at seven sixty five down two cents. Oats are at six fifty nine down seven cents. With soybeans down a penny at sixteen ninety seven, and wheat is also down twelve down twelve cents at eleven thirty. Our country elevator prices: wheat and grain of Chippewa Falls and Connorsville locations. Corn is at seven thirteen, with soybeans at sixteen forty five. Doomer's Grain of Holman and Buck Country from Ar- in Arcadia. Corn is at 738 with soybeans at 1662. Baldwin, Durand, Mondovi are, have corn at 703. And Baldwin and Elmwood have soybeans at 1640. Durand soybeans are 1630 with Mondovi's at 1635. Elmwood corn is at 708. Fall Creek corn is at six eighty eight and seventeen twenty five or sixteen twenty five. Osseo is at seven thirteen with sixteen forty on their soybeans. Elk Mound seven oh seven and sixteen forty five. Sparta's sitting at seven oh six and sixteen fifty. Ellsworth's at six eighty eight and sixteen fifty on their soybeans. Ethanol plants in Boyceville seven fifty for their corn. And St- Stanley's at seven twenty six with New Richmond coming in at seven twenty one. And in our cheese markets, barrels are at two seventeen and a half down four and a half. Forty farm blocks are at. Two eighteen and a half up three and a quarter, and butter grade double A butters at two ninety eight up five cents. And class three milk futures for June we're at twenty four thirty one up a penny. July twenty four and a quarter down eighteen cents, and August down twelve cents at twenty four thirty nine. And I think we're gonna hit right over and hear what Ben Steyer had to say about FFA policy. The 93rd Wisconsin FFA Convention is underway. Ben Steyer, of course, of Menominee, is the state president, uh, at least for another 36, 48 hours, or maybe less than that. But, Ben, you ran a delegate meeting today, and you took some votes, one having to do with selecting the officer team. This year, you did not have a full team. You only had eight of the ten sections with a, with a sectional officer. What vote did you take today? Yes, so this morning we had a constitutional amendment, and so the amendment made it where delegates no longer have the full say on the state officer candidates. Traditionally, we have had interviews, and then from that we select the top two candidates to move on. They go in front of students, students vote, and whoever wins the vote is elected. But now with this amendment, that vote counts for 60% of the votes, 
and that or 60 percent of their score i should say and then the remaining 40 percent comes from the interviews from the day prior so we're excited for the change being that there's a lot of work put in those interviews and the candidates really show themselves off throughout the whole day so that will be reflected in the the final candidate who's elected as well now this year you only had eight of the ten sections represented for whatever reason and there's talk that maybe say if we don't have a section seven candidate that maybe somebody from section six could be elected to the office and be the representative for section seven is that what's moving forward possible it, it is a possibility. We have full intentions of electing a full state officer team, no matter how we are covering things. And that's been a part of our constitution is that if even partway through the year, if you wanted to elect a temporary state officer or something to that effect, it is a possibility. Um, we certainly don't anticipate not having candidates in a section that are qualified. And this year we're excited that every section has qualified candidates that will be able to serve as state officers. So we're excited and hopefully we continue to see numbers increase. But we do have the potential, if need be, that candidates from other sections can serve um, if there are no candidates that are qualified in their own section. And this is just day one, but you have have to be happy with the turnout. I don't know if it's heat, everybody wants to get in the air conditioning, but a lot of people here on the first day. Without a doubt, we had over 3,000 as a registered total for the second session, so it's been outstanding so far. You nervous about that retiring address? I am, but with how fast everything is moving, I haven't even been thinking about it a whole lot. When things settle down a little bit at night and after the last sessions finish up, I'll keep practicing nightly. I'm excited for it, a little bit nervous, but just feeling very fulfilled with everything right now. You'll do as well with that as you did leading this officer team for the past year. Ben, good luck. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate it. All right, Ben Steyer, who is soon to be the outgoing president, but not yet, of the Wisconsin FFA here in Madison at the Alliant Energy Center. I'm Bob Bosold. Thanks, Bob, for that uh, interview with Ben. He's from the Menominee FFA. And boy, is he a fun kid to interview with so much to say and just puts it so eloquently. Now, we're just a little bit before 6. That's what I have for you for Farm News and Markets. And we're going to clean up with some spots and have a good day. A popular stop every day at Farm Technology Days is the Rural Events Tent, and that's the same story this year at Farm Technology Days in Clark County, July 12th, 13th, and 14th. Bryce Lechterhand is one of the co-chairs of the Rural Events Tent. And Bryce, when we talk rural, that's what we're talking about, right? Hey, we've got rural Wisconsin. I mean, the, the, the Rural Events Tent is located right in the heart of Farm Technology Days. It's a potpourri of everything rural Wisconsin. We've got Mad Dog and Merrill all three days. We've got Inga Wurcher from around the farm table, Allison Dairyland, uh, the Secretary of Agriculture. We've got square dancing, music. Tips on floral design.